0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Startup Operator Roundup. I'm Roshan Karyapa. And I'm Gunjan Saha. And together we'll be breaking down the biggest headlines from the Indian startup ecosystem. Roshan, before we begin the 112th edition, I've got a tongue twister for you. A proper startup profit plan prevents poor performance. A proper... Start a profit plan
1: prevents poor performance. A proper startup profit plan 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 prevents poor performance. There you go. It's uh,
0: easier to say it than to do it, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Anyway, so in this week's roundup, we'll be talking about the proposed Digital India Act 2023. The Centre has said that it's coming up with this plan to strictly deal with the misinformation and high-risk AI to prevent harm to users. We'll also talk about the ambitious plans that Ola Electric has for its IPO, which is slated to happen sometime in 2024-2025. The Union Minister of Coal and Mines, Mr. Prahlad Joshi, also will be inaugurating India's first Mining Startup Summit. This will be organized by the Ministry of Mines in collaboration with IIT Mumbai. Last week, we also discussed that Chirate has raised additional funds to invest back into the ecosystem. And this week, we have Matrix Partners that is raising $518 million for a fund that will be focused in India. And apart from that, we'll also be talking about some interesting fundraisers. So stay tuned as we break down these headlines for you. Roshan, ever since the 2000 rupee ban was announced, did you know that... The cash on delivery orders for Zomato has gone up by 72%. Yeah, I
1: heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> people are exchanging their 2000 <laughs> rupee notes, right? Fantastic, man. People, I'll tell you, in India, it's just Jugad Max. Yeah, but some uh, interesting things uh, this week. A rather slim news week, but uh, we have. I mean, we have the inauguration of the new Parliament building tomorrow. And that's been a fantastic project, right? I mean, it started uh, in the heights of COVID, 2020, May 2020, I think. And yeah, I mean, even despite COVID and all of the supply chain shocks and everything, we've completed it in three years. Phenomenal, right? really hats off to the architects and the the construction team. I mean, the project team, they've done a fantastic job. Aside from that, I mean, the usual heartbreak, right? RCB fails to qualify (laughs) for yet another year, right? Despite fabulous uh, cricket from uh, Virat Kohli, right? But yeah le- let's hope that we pick a better team uh, next year i suppose. Okay, but
0: IPL is not about winning matches it's about winning hearts. Yeah we'd
1: <laughs> like to believe that.
0: <laughs> okay let's talk about the upcoming Digital India Act. This is proposed by the government and the proposed bill aims to help India achieve the goal of becoming a trillion dollar digital economy and become a significant player in the whole uh, global value chain for digital products devices platforms and solutions. Now this bill's main focus will be to deal with the misinformation and of course the risk of AI, especially with deepfakes and of course you have seen rounds of videos of a Prime Minister you know, doing rounds on Twitter. And uh, the first draft of this bill is expected to be ready by the first week of June. The government is also creating necessary checks through this bill which will address the high-risk and deepfake AI. There will be no separate legislation but a part of the Digital India Act will address these threats. And I think with all these regulations come in place, it kind of also fosters a sense of innovation among startups and kind of gives them a guide as to, hey, these are the areas to focus on. Yeah. So uh, what's your take on that?
1: No, it's uh, we've said it before, right? See, everything right now is being governed by the IT Act, which is 20 plus years old and it was created in a different world and a time, right? I mean, given how consumer internet has matured, given the new trends in AI and all of that, right? I mean, uh, and the geopolitical consequence of some of these uh, innovations and so on. We really have to have regulation that is suited to the context of our times. And that is what the Digital India uh, Act will enable, right? I mean, it'll address various things like privacy, fake news, social media, so on and so forth, right? Uh, Which are all being addressed by a 20 plus year old uh, act right now at this point of time and all in a very ad hoc fashion, So I'm actually looking forward to this. You know, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Sam Altman is expected to, of OpenAI, obviously, is expected to arrive in India sometime shortly. And uh, ahead of that, I think uh, I heard a few... Uh, things that, you know, Mr. Rajiv Chandrasekhar, who's the Minister of IT, is mulling our own considerations on how to regulate AI and so on, right? Obviously, it has to be regulated, given that, you know, we have a large population, we need to take care of uh, people. And it's not just about, hey, getting rid of uh, jobs and whatnot, right? But it has a larger consequence as well. So let's, uh, let's see, I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's a situation of Deeraye durastai, right? So (laughs) let's hope that, uh, yeah, we get to see some uh, new regulation. And for entrepreneurs, as as well, you know, I mean, it's always better to know what are the, uh, what is the black and white, right? Where do they have to operate in, rather than you know, always live under that sort of ambiguity, right? I mean, this is what we've seen uh, even with fintech, for instance, right? It's always better when the policymakers come out and say what you can and cannot do, and there's, there's just greater incentives to operate in a compliant manner in that case.
0: But, okay, but let's look at India as a market, right? the world's most populous country, the biggest market for many of the tech giants, like Twitter, Google, Facebook, you name them. So I think the sort of regulations which will, which the government will put forth will also set up precedence as to how other countries might decide to regulate their... Uh Absolutely. I think if you look at India,
1: you know, in this sort of multipolar world that we're living in, right? I mean, there are a lot of countries outside of, let's say, the US, China, maybe to an extent, uh, you know, Russia, that are looking to India for leadership, right? I mean, look at the Global South, for example, right? I mean, you just saw Prime Minister Modi visit a bunch of these countries, right? Fiji, Papua, New Guinea. The reception he got in Australia. Australia as well, right? I mean, these are folks who are looking to us as a key ally and a partner from the smaller countries to, you know, some of the larger ones as well. And everyone acknowledges that, you know, the level of development we have on a public digital infrastructure is phenomenal. It's the best in the world today. Uh, and you know, last roundup we mentioned that you know even Japan is sort of mulling getting into the UPI uh, system, yeah. right? So on that front, I mean, I think India can take that leadership position and show the world how it's uh, how it's done, really.
0: Okay, let's. It's been a while since we spoke about IPO plans in this roundup, right? But last yeah. week, Ola has announced that it's planning a stock market listing by the end of two thousand and twenty-three. The company was last valued at five billion dollars in 2022, and uh, for this fundraise, they are working with Kotak Mahindra, ICICI Securities, Axis City, and Goldman Sachs. All of them have thought to have pegged the company's IPO valuation at nine to eleven billion dollars. And not only that, before they uh, list, they'll have a pre-IPO round. And a uh, s- few statements uh, in the media state that Ola Electric wants to raise one point two billion dollars. Mm. Now let's now. Compare this with the valuation of Hero compared to the valuation of Bajaj. It's pretty
1: uh, it's pretty insane, right? I mean, see, this is what we got wrong in the 2021 IPOs, right? When all of these folks went, went to market with such ridiculous valuations, right? Whether it was Zomato or Paytm and they paid the price since, right? I mean, their valuations are down 60, 70% uh, since then. Nine or $11 billion, I mean, that's crazy, right? I mean, look at uh, Hero, for example, one of the, you know, they occupy a significant share of the market and they're at about $7 billion valuation, right? Bajaj, which is the leader in India, is uh, at around $16 billion, right? And TVS, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have the numbers offhand, but these are the numbers after, you know, decades of being in the market and having a significant share of the uh, two-wheeler market, right? And here is Ola that comes in and, you know, with about three years' execution wants to command a $9 or $11 billion valuation. It's bizarre to me, but I don't know, right? I mean, so also they're going to raise a pre-IPO round of about $250, $300 million to ramp up their manufacturing capacity. They're right now doing about 500,000 scooters in the year. They want to take that up to about 2 million, apparently. And that, that's a lot of scooters, right? And, and see, Ola Electric has got a lot of things right. We had the crazy case of, uh, you know, the scooters catching fire and all of that stuff. Since then, I mean, they've made, you know, reasonable amends and uh, they corner something like 35% of the market share uh, today in that segment, right? Which is, again, to put it in perspective, electric vehicle itself is about 5% of that market, two-wheeler market, right? It's not a lot in that sense but still i mean they've they've been holding uh, ground right i mean uh, hero has launched uh, vida i think vida or something uh, tvs is going to you know launch a few of these as well then obviously we have aether and the like
0: there is competition within so, the no no there TV is definitely market, competition
1: yeah. but these guys are holding fort right and there is some some talk that uh, some of the fame subsidies that the government uh, had launched to incentivize electric vehicles will also go away in some time will be phased out right So I guess Ola wants to, you know, do the IPO before that so that they can take full advantage of that and also consumers respect that. So let's see, I mean, in my books, I mean, it feels like it's a lot, 9 or 11 billion. I mean, you're just clocking everything to perfection, right? Uh, Perfect execution, perfect everything. And probably looking at uh, sales numbers two, three, four years ahead, right? I don't know. Let's see if it
0: pans out. Okay, so let me ask you, would you... Apply for no, the IPO. No, <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Okay, let's move on uh, to the next topic. Uh, the central government is organizing its first mining startup summit in May 29th in Mumbai. The aim of the summit is to simplify the process for the mining industry by leveraging new tech in exploration and mining and enhancing m- mining and mineral production. More than 120 startups and 20 major industries are expected to participate in this event. If you were to look at the mining industry, right, from what I understand, not only the core mining companies would like get value out of this but I think this would also be a huge boost to the drone ecosystem as well in terms of aerial mapping in terms of yeah so no, there are a lot
1: of allied industries that could benefit from it for sure. And and look, I mean, mining is like the very tip of an ecosystem, right? I mean, uh, you know, we talk about semiconductors and whatnot, right? I mean, you know, we just found those, what is lithium, that? Lithium, uh, lithium uh, ores, in and Jammu and Kashmir, right? Historically, we have not done the best of extracting these resources, refining them, whatever. We have not done much with the uranium, for example, right? And it will definitely require greater technology, more innovation, more people participating in this, right? Because at this point, I mean, if you look at our best, whether it is uh, metallurgical engineers, mining engineers, any kind of these core engineers, I mean, they all move to software at the end of the day, right? Software or management or business or whatever, right? There are not enough incentives for someone to execute in these core domains. And I think I suppose that's what the government is trying to do. I mean, they're trying to create those actual incentives for people to, you know, do great work, also attract the best and brightest minds in this domain because it's super important for sure.
0: You know, this reminds me of a tweet which uh, Yamini had put out, right? Yamini is the co-founder and CEO of Vimo. I remember back in 2022 December, she said that India is now in its fourth wave of IT revolution, right? I think with the government taking initiatives like this, Like, think about it. We never had really spoken about innovation in mining sector, Mm. right? We had never had spoken about innovation in the manufacturing sector or or whatever, right? But the government is actually taking the lead in saying that, hey, while India has grown to become the world's third largest startup ecosystem, you can leverage that into other industries as
1: well. For sure, for sure. I mean, you look at what's happening on manufacturing, for example, right? I mean, everyone was skeptical about PLIs. You know, some, some of those uh, folks said that it's an older, uh, it's a newer form of import substitution. And, uh, you know, people were even mocking some of this make in India and stuff, right? But uh, I mean, that has paid uh, dividends, right? And it will continue to pay dividends, right? I mean, we definitely need all of these spheres to fire for us if we have to grow, right? I mean, India is so large that we can't just depend on, you know, one sort of industry, right? I mean, we can't just depend on IT services or exports or whatever. I mean, everything has to fire, whether it's manufacturing, uh, you know, some of this uh, other stuff, right? I mean, whether it's exporting all these, you know, raw materials, processed goods and so on and so forth. So, so yeah,
0: and, and our export numbers have... In other news, uh, Matrix Partners India has extended the target size for its current fund to $525 million and has raised $518 million for its new round, its fourth for India. And uh, Matrix Partners, of course, has a brilliant track record. Out of India's 102 unicorn startups, 10 of them are from the Matrix Partners portfolio. This includes the likes of Razorpay, Off Business and others. And uh, not only Matrix Partners, Sequoia India and Southeast Asia, Lightspeed Ventures, Axel, Elevation, they've also unveiled new funds focusing on India. Right? If I remember, Sequoia had unveiled a $2.85 billion fund. So there's a lot of capital waiting to be deployed in Indian startups. And I think ma- majority of this is happening because these funds are trying to adopt the whole China plus one strategy. Correct. So can you help us understand that? But Matrix
1: is, obviously it's a homegrown fund. It's their fourth fund at this point. The previous fund was something like 300 plus million.
0: This is 75% increase in their fund.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. So it is bigger than the previous fund and uh, I mean, we spoke about Ola. Matrix was the first institutional investor in Ola, right? So they really made bank uh, with Ola, right? And uh, they have some really smart people as well. Uh, Avnish Bajaj, I think, I mean, he was earlier the founder of Bazi and you read all of the portfolio startups right off business razor pay i mean fantastic fantastic companies we definitely need a lot more money i mean it's just waiting to be deployed at this point i am on record saying that you know later in the year is when the dam will break let's see i mean it has to come in at some point and uh, at reasonable valuations right i mean we'll never probably never ever go back to the 2021 valuations for good reason i mean i hope more sustainable businesses are built right? I mean, people always draw this uh, sort of dichotomy between, you know, bootstrapping and funding. Mm -hmm. I think there is, there could actually be a very strategic use for capital if it's deployed for growth in a reasonable fashion and not for, you know, the next round and the next round after that, right? Not to look good on paper per se. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a hard lesson in terms of having profitability, focusing on sustainable growth for Indian startups over the last year or so. Interestingly, I read a report that said about a third of the, Indian unicorns are profitable and a significant number of them are on the path to profitability, right? 30% are profitable or on the path to profitability. That's what it said, right? Which is a encouraging sign for sure. You know, I mean, there are, of course, the likes of, you know, ShareChat and a bunch of those folks who are far off from that goal. But uh, you also have some sensible entrepreneurs who have realized that, hey, I mean, the market has turned, uh, it's an opportunity for us to tighten things up and uh, do better. So so yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens uh, going further and uh, all the best to the Matrix team.
0: Oh yeah, let's talk about some fundraisers from the week, right? But before that, the fourth quarter results of companies like Nike and InfoEdge have not impressed anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nika saw its net profit drop by 71% while InfoEdge reported a net loss for the first time in six years. Mm-hmm. So I think that really... Underlines what the market sentiments are right now. Yeah,
1: I think InfoEdge had to write off their investment, uh, uh, their VC arm had to write off their investment in Rahul Yadav's uh, company. Uh, I think that was about, I don't know, 30 million or something. And they also had to write off their investment in this B2B commerce uh, business. Yeah, that's that. So they had to write off their investment, I suppose. And uh, it's going to be a while, I suppose, right? I mean, so people are still on a wait and watch mode. And uh, it's going to take a lot of quarters of sustained, profitable growth for some of these companies to sort of command some love from uh, investors, I should say.
0: (laughs) Okay, now about fundraisers. Uh, Bus tracking and ticketing startup Chalo has raised $45 million from Avatar Ventures, Lightrock India, Waterbridge, and Amit Singhal, who is the head of Google Search. There's also D2C startup Hopscotch that raised $20 million from Amazon, uh, Lion Rock, IFL Seed Venture Fund, RPG Ventures, and... Tech Ventures. And interestingly, even Eduardo Saverin, who is one of the co-founders of Facebook, has has participated in this round. Yeah. No, he's been active in this ecosystem for a while now, actually. So for this week's talk of the town section, we have the CNBC interview of Elon Musk, uh, where the interviewer asks him whether he cares that his, sometimes Elon's tweets hurt share prices of his listed companies, right? To which Elon replies. The, the seen in the princess bride great movie great um where he confronts the person who killed his father and he says offer me money offer me power i don't care so you just don't care you want to share what you have to say i'll say what i want to say and if 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 uh the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Wow, so that is some savage reply, I guess. <laughs> so we hope you really enjoyed the conversation we put out last week with uh, Pavan Gupta of Better Half. And this week we'll be releasing the podcast with Sairam Krishnan, who is the head of marketing at Atomic Work and is also one of the first few hires of Freshworks. So do uh, keep an eye out on our social media handles to so you know when that episode is out. And of course, please do let us know how you like the conversation. Apart from that, for more regular updates delivered straight into your WhatsApp inbox, you'll find a link in the description below. And keep sending us your love. And before Roshan says it, please do rate and review the podcast on uh, on your favorite uh, podcast platform that really helps more people discover our content. And anything else I'm missing out? No, I think we're good. Uh, So thanks
1: for all the support, folks. Uh, Keep it coming and uh, do share all of this uh, great content with your family and friends.